Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Ranger what a fucking self-absorbed Ranger fan to really think that those were my four points and I was just going to pass it along to him. <laughs> oh, look, well. Right? What yeah. a fucking cock you are. Let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. All right, episode 20, Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. With me, as always, are... This is Gus, Gus Bahir, or whatever the hell his name is. Oh, no, he's not doing this. Steven Wojtowicz. Nick Larita. I didn't think I had to do the work. I thought you were doing oh. Soundboard Bill. <laughs> wait, wait, that, soundboard that, Bill. that wasn't a soundbite? Bill Fougere. Bill Fougere. We, right, sound, yeah. we sound like we sound related. We don't need sound. the soundboard anymore. Billy is oh. back this week. Um, he didn't forsake us for another goddamn Met Philly game, which is uh, a, certainly a good thing. Uh, as we come on the air, gross, um, we, uh, we have a Rangers shutout in New Jersey tonight. Congratulations to Igor Shesterkin for his first career NHL shutout. Couldn't have come against a better team. Fucking waste of space. I, no, no, we have Billy back this week. I told you, we don't need the soundboards. But it's so fun. All right. Well, keep the soundboard. That's fine. I like it, I like it a lot. It makes my job so much fucking easier. What, that you don't have to talk? Exactly. Great. Now we have a new, I want that soundbite. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a really good one that could be used for a lot of different things. So yeah, welcome that, back again, a, Bill. Well, I think that's a really good point. I, I Thank you. So how, how was the, you forsaked us for the Mets-Phillies game last week. So I want to report on, on the game. How was it? Who won? Uh, it doesn't won. matter who won. Uh, you weren't here, God damn it. You forsaked us for the fucking Mets. Ugh. Yeah, who wouldn't? Ugh. Much improved ball. since certainly since the season started. Are they really? Are they really though? Nick is typing away. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> preparing the uh, questions for later. Oh, sweet. Yes. Last minute. Oh boy. Fantastic. In. Everyone's favorite um, segment is back. Impressions with Nick. I believe. Oh, we, don't we have a uh, we have a theme song for for impressions with Nick? We we do. We will we will debut it later today tonight. Whatever whatever we are. I don't. When everybody listens, it's day, but we record at night. I'm gonna shut up. So we don't know when anybody's listening. That's the thing. Well, that that's a really good point. Frank, three German guys, Indian. When are you listening? Let us know. So did anything anything happen this week? <laughs> pretty so, pretty quiet week, I thought. Right. Well, yeah, the trade deadline has finally come and gone. A lot less trades this year. Flat cap, all that stuff played into it. And I think they were, they were down by 40% trades this year compared to last year or somewhere around that. But I thought we had some quality over quantity, in, in my opinion. And starting with the local teams, for sure. Um, we're gonna, the Penguins made one move. They acquired. Um, who the hell did they acquire? Jeff Carter. They acquired Jeff Carter for a conditional third round pick in 2022 and a fourth round pick in 2023. I don't think there was salary retention in there or was there salary retention? It doesn't say on the, on the trade tracker from TSN. So uh, I recall the Kings retaining about half of that salary. Yeah. Would, they would have to, right. In order for to make, to make all that work. Yeah. So he, he has joined the Penguin. And, and by the way, Bill, it's still odd to me to see that Ron Hextall is your general manager. All, the, all of the posts I saw from that yesterday and, and Hextall talking almost made me nauseous. Oh, it's odd for everybody. Yeah, that'll never get normal. I don't think that'll ever be like, okay. No. That a Flyers, you know, 
Castaway is uh, is now the Penguins guy, but I try to keep an open mind. But yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, yeah, the impressions are that yeah, it's 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 kind of disgusting. Yeah, it, it was like Brian Trottier being the head coach of the Rangers. It just Ugh, it just did it not work and failed miserably. But it's just it didn't go, it didn't go together. Agreed. That's a really good point. Yeah, that that's a well. I think that's a really good point. <laughs> yes, I I, I I I do I do agree. That's why I make the big buck over here. So Carter's going to play in a line. Is he going? He's not playing with Crosby, right? He's going to fill some second line role until Malkin gets back. Yeah, there. Well, the, the Crosby line is the only one that has really been intact. Oh, got it. Got to do the knock on wood thing or some bullshit. I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, Crosby, uh, Gensel, and Rust are playing so well together, and they've been intact for this season. And uh, you know, ever since I think. Um, the early parts of the season when they were trying to kind of spread that out. Um, once they put them together, it's been really terrific. And I don't think they want to, uh, they're definitely not going to screw with that unless, uh, unless something happens to one of those guys. But um, I think you've that, been run over by a truck. Well, that's a good point, Bill. Thank you. Thank you for that too. But I think with Carter coming over, you know, uh, right now with the injuries to the second line guys, I think he could be inserted in the, what is whatever they're calling their second line right now. And, uh, and I think, theoretically, if they come back healthy, I think Carter ends up being a third-line guy if all of their forwards are intact. But, I mean, what are the odds that all of their forwards are really going to be intact at any point the rest of the way? And I, I think Carter is the kind of guy that can fill in on those top two lines. He's, he's got that kind of skill. And if they're not, you know, uh, putting too much burden on him uh, in, in over a long-haul season, then, then I and, – and he's and he's rejuvenated coming to a, a – team that that looks like it's going to the playoffs uh maybe he can do some contribute uh oh boy I thought maybe he can contribute now i'm just worried about what's going to end up on the soundboard from now on <laughs> why why would you say such a thing because you guys are dicks i don't know what you're talking about and i know that's going on the soundboard <laughs> so i i did want to bust the, your balls the, a little the, bit about um mike matheson you complained really hard about him at the beginning of the season. Um, like really, really hard. He's been probably, if not your best, one of your best defensemen over the past 10, maybe 15 games. Uh, points wise, and maybe not a stellar night in New Jersey for one of those nights, but all the other nights, I thought he's, maybe it was just against the Rangers, but he stood out a lot. Um, seemingly every, almost every defensive play, and even off joining the rush offensively, he seemed like he was involved quite a bit. Yeah, um, I think uh, to to create another soundbite, I, I think I need to go back to uh, early season me and tell myself to shut the fuck up about Mike Matheson because I got to admit, like he, you know, I mean, if you if you really saw the game he played when he debuted and and his first few games with the Penguins, it was absolutely brutal. Um, he's he's not, you know, he's he's a really great skater. Yet somehow, kind of back on his heels in the defensive zone. But he's he's kind of learned to to not chase the play too much and let the play come to him a little bit. Um, and he's he's better in sync with his uh, defensive line mates. And so he's he's not an awful liability right now defensively. And to your point, like he's leading the rush. I I, I don't remember, including Latang. I don't remember a, a Pittsburgh Penguin defenseman over the last two decades that I've seen in one season uh, come in on so many breakaways. I mean, he's uh, he really, he really does have another gear that he, uh, he could turn on out there. And uh, so 
you know, I, I'm not I'm not ready to absolve him of all of his defensive woes, but yeah, he's he's definitely added something. You know who he's never really complained about though? Radim Zahorna from the Czech Republic. He's too tall. Fucking waste of space. <laughs> you can't do the clips from the soundboard. It doesn't, it's not the same. Hit himself in the face with it. It's you can't, it's you're doing it wrong. Uh, so another team who, who, who made a big splash in the uh, in the trade market was the New York Islanders. In fact, day after we recorded last week's podcast, um, the Islanders and the Devils made a a, a a trade that involved Kyle Parmeri and Pat Sajak for a AJ AJ Green, Mason Jobst, a first round pick in 2021. And a fourth in 2022. Right. And that's that fourth can become a third if the Isles make the Stanley Cup finals in either 2022 or 2023. So it's a conditional pick, but it's um, 2020. Wait, 2020. Oh, 2023 because yeah. the draft. No, yeah. So that they have to make sense. the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They can, they can choose which pick it is. So it's not this year's. It'd be the 2022 or 2023 pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of the two. So they have the option if, if, they, uh, if they make the Cup final. So I mean, if they make the stuff like a final, I don't care if it moves up to a third. That's fine. Whatever. We made it. It, it, it did what we needed to do anyway. But um, it was a uh, move we kind of talked about. I think a lot of people have been speculating for a while. Palmieri would go over to um, over to. Uh oh, I'm, I'm unmuted. Good. Never mind. If uh, they, they thought that Palmieri would go over to uh, the Isles as part of a deal for maybe like a second or who knows what i was hoping it wouldn't be a first but it was surprising to me that we would get both tom mary and um zajac um and it makes sense to make that a, f- a full first for those two guys i'm not thrilled about losing a first uh even though you know it's one of those years that you know you read about and they're like oh all of the the uh draft guys are like it's a weak year in the draft this year whatever the fuck that means i remember unless it's like a, a stellar year i feel like every year a lot of people will talk that up until the draft comes up and then everyone's like, ah, oh, my guy's the best guy. Right. So, they got to drop some hype to know, get freaking people to watch their, their draft shows. So, I agree. Yeah. I don't really buy into that so much, but um, at the end of the day though, uh, we, we upgraded in the sense where we grabbed two guys that can definitely help in the playoffs. Both have plenty of experience. Uh, Zajac is a center also who can play move around if we need to. Uh looked like he, uh, as of today or the last game, he was playing up with um, Barzal and um I don't know. To me, he kind of looked out of place playing with Barzell. I don't. I don't think he belongs up there with him. That I, my yeah. opinion. My opinion. That's all. No, and that's fine. Well, maybe to... maybe that's bad choice of words. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe him not belonging is the wrong choice of words. I don't. I just don't. I don't think the fit is right between those two. I don't think he's got the speed to keep up with a Barzell. It just doesn't. That doesn't work for him. Yeah, I'll get into that a little bit later. My four points about how they're fitting in, but you know, for now, he's he's he was sitting up there on the first line, being able to be. If Barzal gets kicked out of the, you know, the center uh, ice, I'm sorry, the, the face-off circle, you know, Zajac can fit in there if necessary. And they really want someone who can grind and kind of get in the, the, into the, the boards and do all the little things. Uh, things that that's why they come off in that spot uh, with Lee out because Lee normally in that spot is in front of the net doing, you know, just pushing people around and trying to deflect shots. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to replace that. We all thought Palmieri would go there and maybe he will over course of time we'll see how that goes but uh yeah so it was an interesting trade from our side of fence steve how did you what did you think about that trade since it affected your team as well i mean they were both going well 
Palmieri was definitely going. The fact that Zajac waived his no trade clause was great because I think that elevated that pick from a second round to a first round. I, I think so too. I have no idea why AJ Greer and Mason Jopes were even involved in the trade. Wait, it's not, AJ, it's not AJ Green? No, it's, it's AJ Greer. Wait, who, the not is, who the hell is AJ Green? Exactly. He's a wide receiver uh, uh, for the Bengals. The Bengals, right, right, right. So oh, yeah. why were those two guys included? It's a numbers thing. It's just the the contracts. We had to send two contracts. We were at max contract. Oh, uh, okay. That, all right, and, then it does make sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's no reason to, to send two guys like that. They're both minor league guys, and to be honest, so you, I, you take like the 39th and the 40th guy in your 40 man depth chart. You send them over, and that frees up two spaces. Yeah, because they're they're taking up uh, contract spots. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm ha- happy we got a first. I know you know it's going to be in that 25 to 30, you know, 30 range probably. Could be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean. They weren't going to do much for us the rest of the year in terms of taking the team to the next level. So why not move them for something? Yep. And then uh, the Isles, because Devils also retained half their half the money on those deals, allow the Isles to have a bit more money. And they were able to pick up uh, Brayden Coburn from Ottawa Senators as well. I, I think yeah. a very underrated move. I think Coburn's going to be do, do well for you guys in the playoffs. I think he will. Uh, I am really interested to see how they – where they slot him because they have six defensemen. They've played six defensemen all year. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if he, they did just have him as the seventh guy or just try to rotate him in and give him some time. And um, I don't know. It'd be I, interesting. Well, look, you, you guys got one fucking job in the next two games and that's to beat the Bruins in Boston. The next two games. That's, well, that's all you got to do in regulation. No overtime, no shootout, no bullshit regulation time. That's what we need. I hope so too. We're getting that's closer so to the uh, end of the season. And uh, the, if, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the, the league has gotten the top of the league from the number one to number seven. It's only four point difference. It's going to be interesting to see this sprint because there's only so many games that, you know, we're not going to have a huge separation, but it could mean a lot in the playoffs in terms of uh, uh, home ice. So really interesting to watch. So, Steve, the, the Devils lost four players, two to two to trades. One, uh, where's the fourth player? Oh, yeah. No, uh, five, three, three to five. Three, three to five. Five players total. You got Palmieri and Zajac. Yeah. Kulikov to Edmonton. Yeah. Vatanen on waivers. Ah, I forgot Vatanen on waivers. Yeah. And Gusev on waivers. Now, Gusev, man, you guys had high hopes for him this year. I think everybody had high hopes for him this year. And he, he came over from the KHL and was setting it on fire over there. He was supposed to be, you know, maybe not Panarin, but kind of he was going to take that role as the best player in the K- KHL to come over to the NHL. And he started slow last year, but he seemed to figure it out as the season went on. And this year it was like he'd never picked up a hockey stick before. I, there was no explanation for it. Now, you guys still have his contract or what happens with his contract because of terminations? I mean, it doesn't go as a buyout and i don't see him on cap friendly at all under the devils maybe well th- he was yeah. he was done at the end of the year so maybe they just pay him all the money he was due for the rest of the season and he's he's effectively a free agent yeah but wouldn't his number still go affect the devil's cap for the remainder of this year if that was true uh, the te- i don't know that's the technicality i don't know yeah i i don't know either because i'm on cap friendly and i don't see him anywhere on here unless they buried him in the ahl no no because they would have had to well he was well he did clear clear waivers yeah so So i guess technically they could have done that 
Yeah, I don't know where where what happens to his contract for the for that termination stuff. But losing Botnin to Dallas, his apparently his underlying statistics, like his, were just atrocious. Yeah, I get it, but you still the whole point to sign him this year was one to get you through the year and then train him at the deadline, and and to let him go. Nobody wanted him. They, well, obviously, he, Dallas wanted him. No, he no Dallas wanted him, but they didn't want to give up anything to get him. Yeah, I, okay, I kind of got that. So then they get him for free. At, at full freight, whatever the freight was, right. was one right. million and a half dollars. Yeah, whatever yeah. is remaining on that. Yeah, and Kulikov went to the Oilers for a conditional draft pick in twenty twenty two. Fourth becomes a third if if the Oilers win the first round of the playoffs, which I think they've got a great shot at doing. Yeah, so you're you have two first round picks this year with yep. your your own and the Islanders, which will be probably a late round first round pick. You have your second rounder is the Islanders pick. So that's another late round pick. You got Buffalo's in there, which is good. And then you got Arizona's in there. So next year you got, you certainly got. No, more. no. The Arizona pick, one of the, one of the Arizona or New Jersey third round picks goes for the Siegenthaler pickup. Yeah, but it, it's still listed. It's in- because it's the condition was whichever one is higher and the Arizona pick would be higher if Taylor Hall signs there, which isn't going to happen. Oh, right. There's still a condition on Taylor yeah. Hall? Because he's going to be in Boston for the rest of his career. They're going to sign oh, him God. to a 10-year, eight-year, uh, eight $10 million contract after this season, I'm sure. Right. And Just and- ask Taylor Hall. That's what he'll tell you. <laughs> what? He really wants to play there for the rest of his career. Oh, I'm sure he does. After after he really wanted to play in Buffalo for the rest of his career. Wow. And, after and- he really wanted to play in Arizona for the rest of his career. They after to- he really wanted to play in New Jersey for the rest of the, the, the caps uh third is a conditional that came back or that actually that went to the capitals yeah um for siegenthaler right 24 um, year I, old 24 I, years old left-handed defenseman he's you know big body i, I always liked him in washington hopefully Never, he's i didn't unlike he, him, he only played seven games this season that's what they really? said he only he'd only played seven games for washington this season and it was not like he was eating up cap space he was making no. Thousand dollars. He he's a, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. They just didn't have space for him. Yeah, I mean, all right, hey, good for them. You know what I like to say? One man's trash. That's another man's treasure. Do you say Very that? Wise. Do you say that? All the and, time. and what? And what? You, what? What? What's when another one? Sound more Steve. He's going to say that a lot. <laughs> I know. And and another one of your stupid sayings at the trade deadline. What? What is it? The player going out is always. Oh yeah. Uh, no, the the other one is Tom's a fucking asshole. That's my other saying. <laughs> more wisdom yeah so speaking of fucking assholes uh all this hubbub about taylor hall and he goes for like a second round pick and and bjork the singer and curtis lazar goes back to 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 the sabers the other way i mean there was a second round pick and a singer for taylor hall and curtis lazar there was a whole bunch of jokes on twitter about uh all the other players that went for better capital than that from one team to another yeah you mean just look at friggin mantha that well, was like yeah, five. That was like five players for one. We're gonna get it. We're definitely gonna get into that for sure. But you I mean look? Just look at Paul Mary. He basically went for the first. Zajac went for the fourth. Basically, what happened? So Paul Mary went for a first. Taylor Hall didn't go for a first. I don't know. I don't know for a. I don't know. So I'm just so happy, so happy that he didn't sign the contract when it was offered to him from Ray Shiro. <laughs> That he held out to go to free agency to make more money. What was that deal rumored to be? Did you did you remember that one? I want to say it was like a like an eight year nine million dollar, and he thought he was going to get in the double digits. I don't think he's going to see that money ever again. No, nope. <laughs> no. no, of course he's not. Sabers and Bruins. Uh, looks like they're going to go to a shootout. Two two. Great job, Buffalo. Well done. So, 
So the Lightning made a couple of moves that required a third-party team in order to eat some more cap space. People have been calling this circumvention of the cap. Um, other have been calling it just good, smart business and abiding by the by the letter of the law that was put out by the NHL. Opinions? Letter of the law again. Yeah, you know, uh, it is it is a form of circumvention and and it's allowed and and they're gonna let it go uh, and. And this is going to become something that they throw back at the players the next time there's a, a contract to be had. It's like, hey, players, this is your fault uh, that this is happening. And uh, and now we've got to put some rule in place and you've got to give us more money back uh, because uh, we can't have this anymore. It's the same bullshit all the time. It's the owners that come up with this shit and then it's the owners that complain about the state of it. That's yeah, my and- I, I, I don't disagree with you. And for, to help out Tampa Bay, you know, the rich getting richer and even at helping out Toronto. I mean, they got two pretty decent players on their team for, for picks going out and how they fit it under, under the contract. I mean, you, you need those, you need those teams in order to facilitate that. They made it happen. Hey, I mean, look, it's legal trades. I mean, I think the biggest, you know, offender of any of this, like cap circumvention is the whole, you know, uh, in Tampa, you got Kucherov coming back off the off the uh, long term, on long term, right before the playoffs coming in, and there's no what no penalty for that happening at all. Just okay, his his contract is no longer uh, against the cap, so because of LTIR, so we pay, and once you get to the playoffs, there's no extension of that. There's no locking it in, like which is funny. Play which is funny because. Season. You had to be on a roster by yesterday. Yes, to exactly. be considered for the playoff. Yeah, this is where I was going to go, Steve. I was going to say it should be that you right? have to play some number of games because that would mean that you actually had your cap money had to be used towards the cap. Now, like you know, it, like for us, we use Lee's money to get other players, and it it works in that sense, right? Like we're penalized. We're not penalized so heavily because one of our major players, you know, is out for the year, and we have room cap room now to, to work with it and facilitate trades but for like tampa like what the hell is this bullshit they just get back a player of kucherov's caliber oh he just like whatever eight nine million dollar guy uh just just comes back and it's fine it so doesn't sh- matter so should long-term ir make you inactive for the rest of that season and playoffs i think it should i think there's well i don't think it's that i think there's there should be uh rules around it that make that makes sense so if you you miss like 90 percent of the games you can't come back just without a cap hit. Like if you come back, your cap hit has to fit or something. There's gotta be a reason, a way to make that work. That's like I'm a sure gunner. That's like a gunner on a punt, just running out of bounds around the other team's bench yeah. and then coming back in to tackle the guy. Yeah, it's a free, a free eight or nine million dollar guy, right? Whatever he's making um a year. Just just okay, he's he's not there. Then we get to use the money for something else and then he comes back and we're good. So right. their their cap hit at the end, if you add him back on, like what's that gonna look like in terms of the you know the overall, you know, cap hit? It's gonna be something absurd, I'm sure. I think their overall cap hit right now is something like ninety-three million dollars. Yeah, they're on, on 90, 98 projected cap hit right now. Sorry, 98. Sorry, my 98. bad. <laughs> yeah, they have, um, <laughs> they're still eating up uh, Marion Gabrick's uh, uh, 4.8 million a year, one more this, just for this year of his LTIR numbers. Yep. Kucherov is 9.5, enters Nilsson 2.6, so the guy Jan, John Ruta, Ruta, he's 1.3 million. They have $18.275 million in LTIR space. And half of that comes back like that. Right. Just in time for the playoffs. Just in time for the playoffs. Good for them. 
Good for them. Uh, Gusev did sign with the Florida Panthers for a million dollars prorated for the rest of the year. Good for him. Fuck off. What? Ha- so with with that, I was a little perplexed by that whole thing. Did you just not work out at all? And they just this mutually said, "You get the fuck out of here." And he was like, "I'm fucking leaving." It just, I, I, I swear, if I knew what went wrong, I would be the richest man in New Jersey because nobody can figure out why he went from the player he was last year to the player he, he was this year. Um, I'm interested, you know, let's see if anything changes in Florida. If it does, yeah. then maybe you point to coaching. But if nothing changes, maybe you point to COVID. I don't know. He had it, <laughs> you know, when they all got it. Not that he was playing great before that, but. Maybe it's just the after effects. What did they give up to get him? Wasn't was no, pretty just, much nothing. He's free agent. Cut him. He as got cut. He got cut. He become a free agent. Yeah, that's why he winds up signing for you know really low because he's still making all that money on the New Jersey side of the contract. No, I didn't. No, I'm saying the Devils. Then the Devils give him to, to get him. Then they trade for him. Oh, um, yeah, it was with um, third round pick. I think with uh, the Knights. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I, that okay. third second round or, sounds right. second or a third no i think you're, the third was right Steve. yeah he was never going to crack their lineup so didn't did anybody, really matter did anybody notice michael roffle got traded from the flyers fuck the flyers fuck to the, the, uh, the flyers to the capitals did anybody did anybody see that did anybody no. notice that it happened for it's breaking a, a, for probably breaks a lot of hearts because i know people in philly liked him good fuck them well what are the Capitals need with another with another dirty forward. I mean, the that's guy, what I can Tom I, Wilson. What do you think with another creep? Maybe they fear that Tom Wilson's going to do something to get suspended for the rest of the season in the playoffs, so they need another dickhead in their lineup. I don't know. Maybe maybe they got him to Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson during a practice. Well, maybe it's also that you know they, they look at it as uh, you know when the playoffs are playing only if they're only playing one of three other teams first two rounds so maybe they're looking at it as we want we want to rough up one Tough of those teams enough. yeah i mean he could slot in and just help with that at, at angle or just be another grinder for the playoffs someone goes down i mean they could probably fit him in somewhere well another like, thing that could play into that is they did trade trade verana panic a cup um, and two big time picks for anthony manta of the Detroit Red Wings. Um, right. I thought they were trading those two players to make the money work, which it seems like it did. Um, and it seems like they were a guy short in Michael Roffel. Um, that's why they made that. I guess they made that deal. But Anthony Manta, Michael Roffel coming in, replacing Verona and Panic. I thought Verona was playing really, really good for the Capitals. Seemed to fit in, playing the system very well. To give up on a player like that, I'm not, I should have done some research and found out exactly how old he was and all that other horse shit. But yeah, it's it. It's an interesting trade because this is a this is them buying three years of Mantha essentially at a cap like uh 5.75. 5.7. Yeah. 5.7. Verana is a RFA. He's gonna have to sign with arbitration. For, right. He might sign for similar money. He might be a little more, but I think the problem they have is that they look at it as hey, we know what you have with Verana. And they also were able to get rid of, uh, but they wanted to get obviously a guy that they felt would fit better, maybe underutilized in in Detroit. Um, but they and they also um, you know gave got rid of a panic deal for I think he's like uh, it was a couple million a year for two more years. But dude, and, that's this is a haul, man. This is Verona panic. A 2021 first round yes. pick. Yes, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> so I that's mean, the thing. A fucking haul. I didn't look. So Anta was yeah. pretty good. But I didn't think he was this fucking good. So I, I phase value before you add the first and the second. It looks like just a, a dump of, of assets and switching it. Right. You're like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is the idea that giving up on on a guy that, by the way, if you look at their numbers and you look at where their goals are coming from, 
Mantha, he's he's got a pretty good chunk of his goals on the power play. He's got a pretty good breakdown. You know, I think the Caps like, got a pretty good guy on the power play. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I think they already insane. got a good guy who's on the power play. It's gonna be yeah. a thousand goal scorer. John John he's, Carlson. Yes, John Carlson. No, I was talking Nicholas Backstrom actually. Yeah, but anyway, so he's good. He's he's not getting all of his goals from the, my point was he's not he's not even strength guy. Like he's he's kind of mixed. He plays top line minutes. You know where he can. He's not gonna be playing top line minutes with. I don't think he'll be on the with uh, the Washington Caps. Maybe he does. Maybe they, they slot him in or something. But um, the other guy uh, that they sent over, dude, his, his numbers are like almost all of his goals were even strength. I mean, you look at the goal, like their their numbers, and I was like, I couldn't believe how little um, the guy's name that we were talking about in uh, Washington went to Brana. Detroit. Brana. Brana's stats. I couldn't believe it how good it was to regular even strength, and he's got quite a number of goals. It was pretty surprising. Uh, 24 goals last uh, 2018-19, only one the power play. Uh, 25 goals last year, one of the power play. 11 in, in 39, zero on the power play. He's not getting power play minutes, at least not a lot of them, and that's a lot of goals on even strength. And that's pretty good. I'd I'd want that guy. Now I don't watch the two of these guys too much. I don't know if you guys really watch them too much, like closely, but you know. It seems at face value these guys are not that different. Maybe one guy who's in Detroit is maybe under 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 you know not, not playing at the best of his abilities because the team sucks. But then you have the first and the second pick going to Detroit. That's a fucking haul. That's a Verona, fucking haul. Verona first and the second. I would take that all day for Mantha because there is no guarantee that Mantha's going to be like all of a sudden an 80 point player a year or 60 point even, you know, we don't know. I mean, he isn't had like, there's like, okay, the whole like, Hey, you know, he's got these, these, all these, uh, he's made his plays are great, but he isn't, the guys around aren't great, but here's the key. Stevie Eisenman made that trade. He is a hell of a, a talent um, evaluator. I, 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 but I'm just Maybe. trying to figure out what Washington was trying to get rid of. If, if the con, Contracts work and they're almost exactly the same between the three guys. How do the picks? How do the picks fit into this? I, I don't yeah, get it. I think it has to do with we were you, you may have mentioned earlier today on the call on the on, the, on this uh, on the podcast was that they have to sign Ovechkin and they may. Well, have I said it, it was off air, but yes, the, the bidding yeah. for Alex Ovechkin in, in the off season. I, I yeah, now, do. Ovi's not taking like a discount. I don't think he is. He's Would taking. You? Would you? Yeah, he's scoring. Not. He's scoring just a rate. You're like you have to pay the guy a lot of money. have 76 goals this year i mean it might as well be <laughs> yeah so i mean you know i think that they, they got to get rid of the other deal uh panic steal and then they get a, a, they know exactly what they're paying for with manta i think that's the and they're getting three years of him and i think that's the whole idea is they get some control over their, their finances comparatively because they don't know what they're getting next year and a second the following year to do that I don't. I don't agree with that. I think guys way overpaid. I looked at this deal and I was like, I had to look at the numbers. The guys. I, and I like, was floored I when I saw this. It deal. doesn't make sense to me. I thought like if you did that with one or the other, fine. If you said the second or the first, I first I'd be like, that's but with steep. the two, dude, with the two players and either one of those picks doesn't yeah. matter which one. It's still yeah. a goddamn haul. It is. Not it Taylor is. Hall. Hall H A U L. Detroit's gonna. They're gonna make out. Uh, and this is gonna be. I think in their view, it's gonna be a really good deal for them. I think Verona's gonna be. What, what if Verona and, and Mantha never really differentiate in terms of their play. And you just gave a first and second away for like what some extra money. I mean, it's yeah, and, and Ron is only good. making what three point three this year, and he's arbitration eligible. And based on his stats, he's going to make what four four and a half next year. 
for the next for the next two years. He's still a lower cap hit than what Math is going to be. I think he's going to make more than that. Um, going to be in the five or five and a half. But he, okay, he, 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 I mean, the last two years he's had twenty four and twenty five goals, and then this year's got yeah, eleven. I, look, I get it. I just, don't, you know? I just don't think that first round pick and the and the second round pick going over justify any of that fucking trade. Oh, no. I, just, I, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't, I don't get it either. Don't understand it. Yeah, it's 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 baffling to me that they or I I feel I, I was reading it. And I'm like. I don't care how much money they save on this or they, they think they are. That's that's a lot of assets to throw away just to make this guy happen. They think Manta's like gonna be amazing in that team. And that's I think the only reason that they must think he's gonna be an 80 a put per game player. I, I can't see what else they're doing. We'll see. Be interesting. If but if you look at the caps next year, UFAs are <laughs> raffle. <laughs> Who cares? Uh Connor Sheary and Zidane Ochara. They're your and, and Alex Ovechkin. They're your UFAs um, next year for the Washington Capitals. And without that, they are pretty close to the cap. Yeah, they're at uh, projected 70. I mean, they're not going to sign. No, they don't have to sign anybody but Ovechkin. Samsonov is going to, well, they got to sign Samsonov. He's going to, he's going to demand probably two and a half, three to be a number one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yep. For next Samsonov. year. So, I mean, you're looking at what, 42.8 and 24. Billy, why aren't you doing this fucking math? So they're at 67 right there. All right, they can they can probably fit that in with Ovechkin making $12 million next year. Well, it'll be interesting. They're going to have be, there be a team that's going to be interesting to watch for their... Uh... Somebody will come in and help them out and they'll fit them in. Yeah, but the, the assets to, to in order for them to get helped out have already been dealt in this stupid fucking deal. I don't get it. No. Well, look, they can trade Carl Hagelin for for whatever reason. Carl Hagelin still has a lot of trade value, and that's almost three million dollars off the books. And they can get a, a you know an, an entry level contract to re, to replace Carl Hagelin. Yeah, and, and they you guys remember too the Seattle expansion drafts coming, so they're going to have to expose people regardless, and they'll give everybody some cap room depending on who gets taken, obviously. But that could also factor to this trade. You know, every, this is kind of now where everyone's they're pretty much locked in. I hear you. Mantha make- doesn't doesn't have any sort of protection on his contract whatsoever. Um, so you you can expose him, but you're not going to want to. No, 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 no. He's not. He's he, not going to want to. No, no, no. He's not going to be. So you could see so. a player like Carl Hagelin, Hagelin or or Lars Eller, somebody like that, be on the expansion list for Seattle to come in and and, and pluck. Yeah, Eller, Hagelin, they could potentially, but well, we'll see. Yep, and and the other notable player that that really was was traded yesterday was wasn't really yesterday. It was the day prior to that was Nick Foligno going from the Blue Jackets to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's really excited about that first round exit. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's a different. I mean, if if they lose in the first round I mean, this year, <laughs> literally just put TNT around the arena and blow that <laughs> fucking thing up because. Oh man do that anyway. no no they should they should get out of that division i mean that side i don't know what they're gonna that side's gonna do and you, you I, I think that the, the maple leaves have the inside track to uh to get out of that division for sure i mean with, with and just cakewalking through it yeah i mean i definitely have them as one of my top five teams well i mean that's that's a really excellent segue steve so who are the top five teams in the league this year I'm going to go first and I'm going to go very, I'm going to take the easy way out. Right. So Washington, Colorado, Toronto, Tampa, obviously all leading their respective divisions, whatever credit card company is sponsoring, whichever division. Wait, and then Honda's, I'm not gonna a, say, Honda's not a credit card company. And then I'm going to say Vegas is number five. 
So you basically just took the NHL standings and just went one through five. <laughs> one, exactly one through five. Okay. I, well, I was just checking. Tom, this is why the people come to this podcast for the hard hitting insight like that. I, I don't. I think you need to get on board. I'm sorry, Billy. You need to get back into the swing of things. Who are your top five players? Uh, not players. Top five teams in the NHL right now. Well, I think you make a really right good point. <laughs> right now, so we're not talking about when Kucherov returns to the Tampa Lightning in the playoffs. No, I'm no. going to say Tampa's not one of the five best teams in the league right Whoa, now. Whoa, what? They're, they're, they're scuffling a little bit, and I'm not worried about them per se, but I don't think they're a top five team right now. I think you got your Carolina. You got your Florida uh, down there in the uh, Discover Central Division. You got the uh, definitely. I think the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, are are among the best, um, probably the best. I, I would think right now. And then uh, I'm gonna put in from the Mass Mutual East the New York Islanders, and because I'm ignoring all Canadian teams. I mean, what the fuck do they ever do? And the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, you're such a fucking homer. Jesus Christ. Oh you want to know why? God. You want to know why? Because no, I've got we don't want to know. We already know why, because you're a fucking homer. That's why. Because no, I got numbers to back me up. You know I'm who sure. the top team over the last 30 games of this NHL season is? Who has the most points? That would be the Pittsburgh Penguins at 38 points in their last 30 games. That's better than Tampa. That's better than Colorado. That's, oh, you're going to the soundboard? No, no, no. No, just <laughs> better than Carolina, Toronto, or Vegas. So I'm going with the Penguins, and it's and yeah, I can see how I, I can be called a homer, but you know it's uh no no no, Bill, I, Bill I, did, I did my homework on it. Though. Oh, a homer, not a homo, a homer. Yeah, that that's a well, I think that's a really good point. Uh, thank you, me. All right, um, I I like Billy and Bill. Who's your who's your number six team? Neil Morspan. They're not a team, Bill. But they're so dreamy. They're not a team. They they are a team. Have you seen them they're in not, concert? No. That is teamwork. Trust me. Their starting five is, is, is impeccable. Um, I I said at the beginning of the season that the best team in the East, regardless of what that was going to be, was going to be the Carolina Hurricanes, and they're they're pretty much proving me right. Um thus far this year um so it, it's going to be colorado washington um carolina florida and tampa are going to round up my top five i know i went out on a limb there a lot of, you know three teams i i don't count toronto i'm sorry they're just yeah, a I'm product with- of their shitty fucking division wow. and the shitty hockey that happens north of the border that's yeah. right i said it canada i agree i agree i think I you gotta- made a really good point thank you bill <laughs> I can't even tell if that's a soundboard or not. Real Bill. Not even soundboard Bill. Thank you, real Bill. (laughs) Fucking waste of space. Wait, wait. Soundboard Bill or real Bill? Uh, They sound identical. Can't tell. Well, so I got a pretty not you know a similar similar take here. I don't have Toronto on my my top. Actually, I don't have anybody in in the two divisions. Uh, I have I have all five teams from two divisions from two of the four divisions. None from our. Our Metro. I got Tampa, Carolina, Florida, Vegas, and Colorado. Those five teams, I think, are going to be the top five teams in the league. I think they're the the, the front leg or the front leg, the front runners to uh to. <laughs> What's the front leg as, as opposed to the real leg? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> so what's, anyway, what's... hit himself in the face with it. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, I think I think those those teams are are clearly the, in my opinion, the, the, the teams to watch. I don't think it matters at a certain point. I think really the top teams are, are Tampa and Colorado. 
top two, in my opinion. I think, I think Vegas is right behind them, and then Carolina, Florida behind them. I think Washington and uh, Isles and Pittsburgh, you can flip a coin on who's going to be the better team that night. Um, Washington, Isles, and the I, I think the Penguins have really had our, our number, uh, Isles number, but between the Washington and Isles has been very close every game. And uh, to be honest, it, I think it, it's it's a coin flip on who's going to make it out of that, that that section anyway. Yeah. So regardless of that, it's those it's only going to be one team from each division in the end. So it's kind of like you can look at that. I think Toronto gets, doesn't matter if they make it all the way to the semifinals. I think they're going to get smoked by whomever is in, uh, you know, whoever they play in the next round. And then we'll see how it goes from there. But I, I really hope they uh, they end up playing the, like the winner from one of the, the top two divisions and just get absolutely crushed i mean so, so since yeah. my boys are out of it and you guys are all so down on toronto i think i am adopting toronto as my team when the playoffs come around Ugh, you would i mean you you and the refs yeah. are gonna be rooting for them aren't you yep yeah 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 it's like jumping on the big yankees bandwagon it's it's only the, the biggest team in the entire league sure no you guys are all down on them i don't know you nobody else picked them so i will i will officially adopt we? them come playoff time now, steve knock yourself out no, really. Yeah. Knock yourself out. <laughs> if they can't score goals, they're going to have a hard, hard time. Hard, hard time winning uh, games. I mean, isn't that the secret for any team, though? If you don't score goals, yeah. you're not going to win games? Sure, but, you know, uh, they've let up 112 goals. And, uh, you know, that's not that's not good. That's not top five, man. That's not that's that's barely top 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's tenth in the league. And uh, in not, that division where Connor McDavid's only doing so much of that damage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that division, if you look at it, Nashville is the fourth team and they're barely above five hundred. I mean, the, the number of goals scored in that in that division is is ridiculous. I, I don't think I don't think anybody's playing defense there. It's not Detroit has ninety nine goals. They suck. <laughs> one less than for that's one less of a hundred. Terrible. Uh, in that's, one, games that's one less than the Buffalo Sabers, by the way. Think about that. <laughs> anyway, know. think about yeah. that. And it's wow. I think the time has come. Oh, it, it's time for everybody's favorite segment: impressions with Nick. Don't take chances with a new impression. Only $9.95 to keep it in condition at Lorita, at Lorita, at Lorita. Impressions only $9.95 at Lorita Impressions. What's your thoughts on your top defenseman leaving in the middle of the game to see the birth of his first child? Does he even want to be part of this team in this playoff push? Listen, in my country, you, you have to walk five kilometers in snow to hospital for, from hometown. It's a beautiful thing. A man and lady friend make baby. Maybe he named, if, if boy, maybe he named boy Oleg. Strong name. If girl, uh, maybe giveaway. Yes. Your captain has been the best player for your team this year. So is Sidney Crosby the best player in the NHL? Ah, uh, when he when he cry, uh, he remind me of uh, my friend's daughter playing hockey. Uh, fall on ice a lot. Uh, make scene like he spilled borscht. Uh, and when he not cry, pretty good player. Would be better if Russian. He 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 watched Gino on a bench. Learn how to play a game right way. Uh, what 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 do you make of Tony D'Angelo's off ice issues and his political Twitter rants? Oh, uh, uh, he he introduced me to a lady friend Ivanka. Uh, very nice lady. 
he's not a bad guy. Why everybody have to be mad at him? I, I don't understand. Uh, I talked to Tony last night. He, he come back, uh, make Blue Line great again. Uh, but this uh, good point. I tell comrade Tony to vote for Putin. Okay, I have to leave. Bye-bye. That was another stellar impression. I, you know, your, 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 your Russian has, has gotten pretty good. Your, your, your English, your English has gotten pretty good. Your Russian English uh, has gotten really good. So I'm going to say you were Putin. I was Putin. Oh man. Spectacular. Oh. All right. Wasn't Putin. Wasn't oh Putin. no, no. You were wrong. You were wrong. Ha ha. I wasn't. It wasn't wrong. Yeah. No, it was not Putin. Oh, how could it not be Putin? It was actually, I've been a good guess. He did, he did play hockey in those things. All right, you're out. Steve, you get your guess. Damn it. See, I was going to say Malkin because Bill's question was, your captain has been the best player. So is Sydney the best player in the NHL? So I feel like it's got to be somebody from the Penguins. Maybe I'm just thinking too much into this. Yeah, but I just don't, I don't recall a defenseman leaving in the middle of the game to see the birth of his first kid. Are you guys thinking way too hard on this? Too hard oh, okay. on that part. <laughs> okay. just, just ignore ignore those possible things. There's just questions thrown out there. <laughs> uh, but then, you're probably not uh, Shesterkin. I gave you a big hint in the in the in the in the thing that I thought you'd get it when I said it. What did you say? It's too late now. You gotta oh, guess. Fuck's sake! Don't be like Tom. Just what did you fucking say? What do you mean, like me? That's some bullshit you would fucking pull. Do something. Well, I'll do, no, I, no, I already I'll said guess, it. I'll do my guess first, and then we could, and then we just go to go ahead, go whatever go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. No, no, I just uh, that would have been good, but no. Russian, he's not from fucking wherever Kazakhstan. Are it's the same? Are they the same? Yeah, they're the same. It's all the same. It's, yeah. Why? Why you have to be mad? Oh, who's God. that? Fun? Was is it the goalie? Ilya. Oh. Ilya. Ilya Brzgalov. Yeah, Brzgalov. Yeah. You didn't uh, talk about space or anything. The, the, the universe is Russian. humongous big. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's whatever. It was definitely somebody Russian. Yeah. But still, it was, it was, stellar. I threw in the why you have to be mad, which was like his, his major quote on the, uh, in that, that, in that, uh, one of his interviews. I thought you'd get it, but that's all, all right. right. Well, it was Can't still beautiful. Still Can't beautiful. <laughs> You're Russian. Wasn't, I, listen, Russian I, to, I didn't think, I didn't think you guys would go so, so like, like, oh man. Yeah, Who we I we thought about it way too game. much. Like, we thought Jesus. about it way too fucking much. I, I just I just made up those questions in the fly. I was like, all right, this is, this is gonna you know <laughs> put this together. All right, I'll have to be a little craftier next time for sure. Really, you bothered me. <laughs> all right, Bill. That soundboard, Bill. He's pissed off a lot. <laughs> all right, four point night, Billy. Go ahead. Oh, just wow. so abruptly like that. Oh talk my god, about right, right on the brilliant spot. Brilliant segues. Let's talk about brilliant segues. That was beautiful. <laughs> It well, it was. It was perfect. You weren't here last week. You go first. Let's go. Fucking waste of okay. space. I know. He I, is. Okay. Is, is he gonna is he gonna be quiet for my four points? Absolutely not. Is who gonna be quiet? Bill Fougere. Uh, I guess that's my answer. Okay. Uh so uh last week, while while I was soundboarding uh and, and mailing, you know, mailing in my uh my, my presence here, you guys were talking about a topic uh, which is gonna be my first point. Uh because you, you, you just didn't really give it the, the justice that it deserved here. So last week you, you brought up um, a, um, uh, uh, what, what, was, what was your word before, Steve, a cock bag? Yeah. You guys were br- bringing up a co- cock bag named uh, Brandon Dubinsky and, uh, and his opinions Whoa. on Sidney Crosby. And I got a little something to say about that for my first point. So uh, I think you all made good points. And, I, and, and Sam Board Bill said that quite a bit. 
last weekend. I, I've got no issue with anybody that, you know, I'm a Crosby guy, but I have no issue with anybody who wants to take Ovechkin over Crosby uh, for, for any reason. But Dubinsky weighing in on this when he had such an obvious contentious relationship with Crosby, it, it just to me was pathetic. Uh, you know, he he's just sore from being bounced from the playoffs three different times in his career uh, by Crosby and the Penguins. And, uh, and, you know, every time that he was playing against the Penguins, um, his method of, you know, he, he'd be the guy who was, who was given the assignment by John Tortorella to, to go uh, bother Crosby the whole game. And so uh, you, every shift he'd be cross-checking him and, and slew footing him and, and jabbing him, uh, you know, poking him or, or holding or whatever um, over and over all game long. And, and then he's got the audacity to say, well, Crosby complained to the fucking referees a lot. Like, what the fuck is he going to do? Yeah, he, I'm sure he did complain to the referees more during games where he played against Dubinsky than any other game because Dubinsky was hanging all over him like the proverbial cheap suit. So, yeah, that, that's was, a, well, I think that's a really good point. That, yeah, thank you. I, I'm right on, Bill. Right on, Sam. So, you know, I mean, for him to say that when he's got that agenda uh, and, you know, he starts his, he's, you know, he goes into his tweet or whatever saying, uh, I never said he wasn't better than me. Well, Jesus Christ, nobody was looking for that fucking clarification, Dubinsky. There was not one person on planet Earth who was wondering, oh, does Dubinsky think he's better than Crosby? Because, come on. Um, and, and then he also said in his tweet, you know, like that he knows what he's talking about because he used to play in the NHL. Well, so did Mike Milbury, and that guy's a fucking dope. So I don't know what the hell that proves either. Oh, you played in the NHL. Good for fucking you. That actually is a really good point, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> that actually is. Soundboard, Tom. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't soundboard. That was live, oh. Tom. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, all right. So I said my, my part there. Um, you know, so the, so the, you're the, saying we should have held off on that segment until you were actually live with us? No, no. I, I had some you're fun right, going back to that point. It wouldn't have been topical this week. It was topical last week. Oh, well. To the fucking Mets game. Well, I was just pent up. Plus, you guys didn't use my uh, what I pre-recorded either. So we what don't use getting? anything pre-recorded in this podcast, <laughs> Billy. Nothing, not one thing is pre-recorded in this podcast. Everything is live every week. You make a really good point. Um, so other points. So the uh, the Penguins were playing the, the the Devils this week. I I had the opportunity to attend a, a Devils game. Uh, as they were hosting the penguins uh, last friday night i think it was and um i've got a oh, yeah that, that's it well i think that's a really good point uh, yeah th- th- thanks again soundboard bill um <laughs> pk suban uh that guy you know i, I watched him in, him in the uh, pregame skate a little bit uh the dude's an athletic freak i mean he's his feet are so quick his hands are so good yet he played two games against the penguins and, and was an absolute non-factor yeah, he scored a goal by pushing Jari and the puck into the net that the uh, Penguins didn't want to challenge because uh, the, the referees had just hosed the Devils on a challenge earlier in the game. Uh, so I, I don't think they wanted to chance it. But besides that, like, he's he's such a physical presence. He's he's such a non-factor uh, on the blue line that I'm, I'm just wondering, has anybody ever brought up the point that maybe he's playing the wrong position? I feel like this guy could be a hell of a forward. What, you think he's a – I don't know. I don't think he's got the – body type for a forward he just doesn't strike me as a forward he strikes me as a defenseman that's it i think i think part of the problem is maybe not he doesn't know what kind of defenseman he wants to be does he want to be a physical defenseman or does he want to be an offensive defenseman he's trying to do a little bit of both and you can't do that 
Well, he's he's a little bit he's physical when he when he catches up to people. Like he's 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 a guy like he's a good skater, but reminds me a little of Matheson because the the play gets a little bit too advanced for him, and he's and he's not really a factor in everything. But I mean, when he catches up to you, he can be physical. Um, but he just doesn't seem to have a lot of vision when he's moving the puck out of his own end. Um, he, he's not very good in front of his own net. Uh, he's, this this he's is this is fucking great. great. Yeah, no, use one of your points to shit on my fucking team. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> Can we go to your next fucking point already? No, I My like pleasure. this. This one, this is a good one. Keep Jesus stay here. Christ. Stay here. I like this one. But I feel like uh, I'm gonna just say one more thing and then I'll be done with with Subban. This is just I feel like he could be like a a poor man's Ovechkin on a power play somewhere, just sitting around in that right circle, just waiting to to use that big shot. Of his. He doesn't. He doesn't hit the net though. I agree with he, that. He would if he was closer. If he wasn't at the point. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe if but, he was at that dot, yeah, maybe he would, but. I feel like all you would see is the puck miss the net and just ricochet off the boards and out of the zone. Yeah. Well, anyway, fuck him anyway. But yeah, uh, it was just it just occurred to me. He seems like he's a, a more talented player um, than uh, than he's you know he's not really leaving his mark at this point at age thirty one. Uh, maybe a just thought maybe a change of scenery um, might do him some good. Uh, so the Penguins now uh, go into next week. They're they're tracking pretty close to the Islanders and, and uh, Capitals who are a few points ahead of them, especially after uh, a couple of big losses last week uh, uh, to the Bruins and to the Rangers. Um, but they, they took care of business last week uh, in New Jersey. New Jersey was scrappy, didn't give up, but also didn't, you know, also couldn't overcome, you know, some, some bad starts and bad middles. Um, and so uh, the Penguins now look forward to, uh, they, they have a, a three-day rest, uh, which is, quite a luxury in this season um so they did not play monday night or tonight they're off tomorrow and then on thursday they get philadelphia and in their next six games they got philadelphia once um buffalo twice and new jersey three times so uh they're looking you know hopefully by the end of next week of maybe winning enough of those games to really kind of cement their their place somewhere in the playoff picture in the division um before they you know pick up with with some tougher teams again uh toward toward the uh end of the month uh and those are my points um i think uh steve what did you think about how new jersey played against the penguins in that series transition yeah so for my first point fuck Sidney crosby he's a fucking crybaby bitch for my second point, fuck Panarin. He's a crybaby bitch. For my third point, fuck Barzell. He's a crybaby bitch. And for my <laughs> for my fourth point, fuck Subban. He's a crybaby bitch. On to you, Tom. Go. Wow. Impressive. Wow. Succinct. Holy hell. I'm not. Ha- I'm not having fun this season, guys. I, you know, I'm not having no, fun. I, I look. I, I, I don't. I don't blame you. But you know, fuck the Devils. Um, <laughs> so okay. the uh, look. The the kid line since uh, since last week when uh, Quinn put those guys together, Kako, Hedl, and Lafreniere. Hey, look, they they Lafreniere's had two goals, had been a plus two. Kako's a goal and four assists with a plus three rating. Hedl's a four assists with plus three. Ranger what a fucking self-absorbed Ranger fan to really think that those were my four points and I was just going to pass it along to him. <laughs> oh, look, well, right? What yeah. a fucking cock you are. So going back to my four points. <laughs> We really thought there was nothing uh, interesting to say about the Devils. I I, I, thought, I, I thought I had actually. I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was so unhappy that that was it. So it wasn't anything about self-absorbed. It was just you passing the baton and me just running with it like I normally do. So yeah, that, that's a well. I think that's a really good point. 
It, it really is. Thank you. Um, not including tonight, but you know, a lot of Twitterverse was uh, was on DQ about putting this line together and, and taking Lafreniere away from Strom and Panarin. But look, the kid line has really showed up to play every single night. And, you know, in some cases this past week, it was their best line um, against the Islanders, probably on the on the on the game, the second game that went to uh, to overtime that that kid line was probably their best line all night just to consistency uh, in their game and, and the way that they're playing. They're cycling down low. They're they're taking shots. Uh, I think the message is finally clear that you got to shoot the puck. I mean, this is the NHL. You're not going to score unless you shoot the puck, right? So New York State of Mind, hey, we're continuing this metropolitan area hockey. Five out of eight points uh, is a pretty good start, especially against their opponents in the Islanders and the Penguins. Um, look, to, to, to beat the Penguins and, and put up eight goals against them in, in a game is, is something that uh, we don't do very often. Um, but the, the game, the next game against the uh, Penguins is something we do very often. And that is, um, you know, really shitting the bed that second game and, and really laying back and allowing the teams that we just, you know, shit on the game before to come back and really play hard. Um, and look, you, they know that they're going to play hard, but we don't do any adjustments. We just take it and, and you know, we lose the game. So I, I've seen enough of those games where we blow teams out one game, then the next game, it, they, they don't blow us out, but we're never really in the second game. I've watched enough of those games all season. And hey, going to the island and taking three out of a possible four points on the island, um, not many teams can claim that they have done that this year, let alone beat the Islanders in regulation on their, in the barn, so to speak. Um, can we just backtrack to your point about putting up eight goals against the who Penguins? Who the fuck unmuted you, by the way? Who unmuted you? Me. Why? You're still, no, no, no. Why are you unmuted? Because I have a point that I want to make. Fine. Go ahead. It's a political say, climate, Tom, where you have to let him talk. Please. I just I wanted to point out that you guys definitely seem to put up a lot of goals against any team that plays in the state of Pennsylvania. Right? Didn't you put up almost nine, nine goals nine against the Flyers eight. twice? Nine and eight. Yeah. So yes. for you to say that you don't score a lot of goals is fucking stupid. Go on to your next point. I was talking the second go on to your game. next point. Go on to your next point. Game after that game. But instead, you're making hand gestures and speaking into the phone on mute. Well, maybe not the phone, into your computer. Okay. Talked yeah, about this. Just get along. <laughs> not right now. Not. Fuck him. Let's see. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, we talked a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, about Artemi Panarin being probably the best free agent pickup on the Rangers in the history of the Rangers. Maybe even I don't, I'm, I'm not going to say the league because I'm, I'm sure there was somebody better. But in Ranger history, in the first 100 games, nobody has more points than Artemi Panarin. And he just eclipsed Mark Messier in the 100th game for Artemi Panarin tonight. 45 goals, 93 assists and 138 points in his first 100 games as a Ranger. Mark Messier put up 45 and 92 for 137. Um, in 91-92 and 92-93. So uh, congratulations to Artemi Panarin. And I mean, I'm looking at this list and it's got Yager on it. It's got Gretzky on it. It's got Gabrick. It's got Bernie Nichols, Michael, Michael Nylander. Oh yeah, he played with Yager for a long time. 
Um, Pat for Brian Scrudland. I don't think Brian Scrudland's on this list, Billy. Oh. I don't think he is. Uh, but look, a lot of these players were, were traded for and some were, for, were, were drafted for sure. But uh, as a free agent signing, I'd be hard-pressed to find anybody better than Panarin um, being the, uh, the best free agent signing for a team in their history. And my Dude, last – I smell an assignment for, last, for next week. I, I Well, maybe not for, for – I think I'm going to save that for the offseason. Okay. Um, but it is definitely something that I, I do want to do, do with everybody. Uh, and the last point is two out of our last four games, not one power play. Um, that's telling me a little something that they're not working harder, hard enough in the corners um, against the Islanders in, in that first game. They didn't have a power play, uh, even though they won the game and tonight against New Jersey. So I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, they won both games, but they didn't get any power play opportunities um, in both of those games. And it's two out of their last four games that they haven't done so. So I think that needs to be looked at and they need to start generating um, some more forecheck on the, in the offensive zone to, to kind of draw those power plays. Those are my four points. Nick, on to you. I will say, I think I can find at least one better uh, freedom signing very easily. At least in my opinion, Martin St. Louis. Pretty good pickup from uh, I'm sure a free agent. He was bought out by Calgary and then picked up by, uh, by Tampa. They signed him in 2000. Okay. Pretty decent. Thanks, but Nick. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> thanks, Dick. <laughs> I said Nick. all over my just, point. Just to be sure, <laughs> Nick. That's fine. Anyway, uh, all right. So this week, uh, Isles were three and one. Incredibly, um, it didn't feel like a three and one of the week. To be honest, uh, they didn't look very uh, outside of the Washington game, uh, where it was a really tight game, and I thought they played pretty well. Uh, we had games against uh, the Flyers and then two against the Rangers. And um, about the Flyers, about the Flyers, we, um, in the Flyers game and in one of the Ranger games, we put uh, we had two goal leads and then uh, ended up going overtime. Uh, luckily, won both of them, one in the shootout, one in overtime. Um, but uh, those are the things that we have to shore up before the playoffs start is uh, keeping that lead and. Uh, I, I think it's uh, personally, I think it has to do with the lines and I'm, I'm not sure if they've really figured out where say Jack and Palmer fit in exactly yet, but the, the team hasn't looked quite comfortable. It felt like it feels like they're just, they're just a little off. They've had some good, really good periods. And then other periods have just trailed off in the last few games. And it just, just felt very samey the last three games. So I'm hoping that it's just a feeling out process. Uh, Walsham, uh, was out with injury. He'll be back uh, shortly. But uh, with Paul, Mary, and Zach, uh, uh, I said Zaka, um, Zajac, um, likely Leo will be out uh, when uh, Walsh was back. Uh, Leo's currently still back in the, on the team until Walsh comes back from injury. Uh, Miguel Cole will probably be sitting on the bench. Um, Bellows is on the bench um, with uh, the new guys coming in. And probably won't play in the playoffs, uh, likely. I mean, maybe a game here and there in the next few you know, few games. But uh, with he was kind of on that 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 cusp with um, as being you know the rookie, one of the rookies, one of the four rookies in the team, and um, and having a hard time keeping that that spot. So uh, interesting week, um, very interesting week with obviously with the, the moves. 
Um, the second point is going to be with the new guys on the team. We got uh, Palmer and Zaka both looking like they're trying to figure everything out. I didn't expect them to come in and just all of a sudden sink in with everything. It's going to probably take a couple weeks, and it might. I'm hoping they can figure it all out before the playoffs start. Um, they've Palmieri did get a goal, um, you know, to kind of get the, the monkey off his back. Um, they've looked more comfortable each game, so that's been a good thing. It's just uh, I don't know if we figured out the lines yet, um, and I think that's going to be the, the trick is where does everybody slot in um, into which spots. I, I think that gives us more flexibility, which is great, but we don't have a lot of time to figure it out is the problem. So I think that's going to be the real the real thing to figure out is can can Barry get the right lineups um, in the next couple of weeks before the playoffs begin um, in, in order to keep the team, you know, churning through, uh, you know, playing, playing real well and playing 60 minutes because they haven't been playing 60 minutes in the last few games. And um, it's really shown, um, in my opinion, they've been lucky to get three wins out of four um, this week especially against the Rangers twice. The Rangers look much better. They look way better than they did at the beginning of the season. And um, they're going to be tough games um, with them. And uh, definitely with uh, – I'm not too worried about the Bruins yet. I think the Bruins are going to be interesting to watch with – That's Paul a good there. attitude going into those games, Nick. That's the attitude we're looking for. I don't – I don't, I'm not too worried about them. I'm more, I, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that team looks. I don't think it's going to change with Hall at all. I think, I think that was – I don't think the Hall move is a good move. I think I agree. I agree. I don't think he's the piece. I don't know. Um, uh, other than that, though, uh, Coburn's drive, he'll be down there. He'll be down. Uh, he's going to be on short quarantine coming from Ottawa. He was driving from New York to Ottawa, Ottawa to New York. And um, they said he has to be, uh, it was like a four or five day kind of quarantine. I don't know what that, what the, the, the what exactly the, the, the real ruling is on them. Uh, that was kind of the report from the, one of the beat writers. So I don't know if that's how accurate that is or how long he'll be in, you know, in quarantine, but he'll be likely on the team soon. Um, with the trades happening, uh, as I say, the great, the, the best thing that happens out of the trades for me um, is that we didn't end up moving anybody, any of the major prospects. We only moved a first and a second, I'm sorry, first and a uh, fourth, maybe third, um, hopefully a third. Um, and so those are not, um, while they are pieces, they're not uh, the guys we've already invested time and in, in money in, into. Uh, I was afraid they might move Bellows or uh, Bavillier. Bavillier mostly because of basically having to resign him. Um, he could still move it before the end of the year. You know, it could happen or after the end of the year, I should say, I should say at the end of the season, if they don't feel they can make the contracts work. But I think he'll figure it out and maybe they'll make a deal at some point with Seattle taking somebody off their plate if they have to. Um, but without that first round pick off the board, that means that they don't have that to dangle in front of Seattle. So, uh, to take somebody that, that they want them to take. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, all the major prospects, like I said, are still the team. So a couple, couple defensemen, I was really hoping wouldn't, wouldn't be moved. Um, and with that said, the, I did mention, what I wanted to mention was that the Seattle experience, which we'll definitely talk about in later in future seasons, uh, or future seasons, future future uh, episodes um the, the with the roster playoff basically complete um aside from the playoff push we have right after that it's going to be the, the drafts coming up um and how that's going to affect everything so i think looking at it i did take, take a quick peek and we didn't take anybody on that we would have to you know um uh protect 
So the team looks pretty solid in terms of that. They'd have to ask a couple guys to probably waive um, their clauses. Uh, they're, they have limited, you know, movement. Um, I don't think that's a problem for Leo, um, Komarov, and, and Boychuk and, and Lad. But um, Boychuk, I mentioned because he has it, but he's on like LTIR, and I don't know how that works out with the with that when it comes to the expansion. They, they can trade. I don't think they can. I don't think I don't he think he'd claim, but I think they can trade the LTIR to another team. Right. I think he'd still have to waive it in order to not be for them not to have to uh, exempt him because he does have an, a limited movement, even though he's on, on LTIR. I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure if he have to if he's exposed or they have like automatically or they have to protect him because of his no movement, no movement clause. So I think it's because it's limited. They'd have to ask him to waive it. No one's going to take him. So I don't think it's a problem. Same with, same with Lad. Lad, Lad Boychuk in the same boat. No one's taking those contracts. And Leo... Well, I somebody mean, would be more likely to take Boychuk's contract than Lad's contract because it's LTIR. It's money you can bury and go over the cap with. Well, the, the point is, would Seattle take his contract? No, I mean, I, like, no but I don't, I don't think they you know? can, is, is the point there. Yeah, I don't know if what it is, but the point I was making was like, I don't think it'll be that difficult of a conversation to tell all three of them to... You know, Basically, like, listen, can you waive it so we can protect the guys when you protect? No one's taking your stuff. No one's going to take you. No, like, Seattle's not coming to us and saying, oh, we want Komarov. You know, no one gives a shit about Leo. They're not taking him. No one, no one's going to take him. And then Lad Boychuk, like I said, they're, they're not even playing. And there's, there's no incentive unless we make, we send them picks or prospects to take, to take those guys off our, 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 uh, our uh, contract. So, I mean, maybe Lad gets, they try to move Lad to, to free up space to sign other guys with that. But that's another conversation for another day. I just, I thought it made a lot, it was good to see that we didn't really take on any additional, um, you know, uh, contracts that we'd have to really now make, make a decision. Like who do you keep this guy or this guy, you know, that's going to be the interesting part. And they still have some interesting decisions to make like everybody else, but I think it'll be, it's just, it was good to see they didn't have to, uh, you know, we have options. So it's not the Islanders who have to make those difficult decisions this offseason. It's a lot of teams that kind of make this difficult decisions this offseason. So Washington, they're gonna have gonna a be, they're gonna have to make some some interesting moves. You know, Tampa, Tampa, Toronto. I mean, all these teams are gonna have to make some interesting decisions, and it's gonna be interesting to say the least. Steve, would yep. you would you like to give your four points now? Seeing uh, the, the, the I only one like, I baby bitch are we gonna pick on next? The only one I really wanted to touch on was uh, Holtz's season is over in Sweden. So hopefully, uh, Fitzgerald said they were working on an entry level deal. Really, the only thing that work on is uh, the the bonus structure of the entry level deal, and then work on the immigration status. And hopefully, he'll be over here at some point in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, Zach Zach Jones, welcome to the uh, to New York Rangers. Rangers signed Zach see, Jones. See, see what I mean? Fucking just making it about the Rangers. It does, I, 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 I Jesus Christ! I absolutely did that on purpose. That's fantastic. Well, I, I, I I didn't actually get to it, but uh, he did sign with the Rangers today. So won a national championship. Now coming over. Just wanna just wanna throw that out there. And since you mentioned that, Jeff Carter with the Penguins is such a. <laughs> I didn't have anything really. This was a real hurt your feelings podcast tonight. It really was a really hurt your feelings podcast. Well, was it hurt Steve's feelings podcast? No, just mine. Yeah, nobody else's feelings are fucking hurt. Nobody else oh, gives no, a no. shit. I was very hurt by uh by how good soundboard Bill is compared to compared to actual Bill. <laughs> well, listen, 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 Bill, we couldn't have soundboard Billy without regular Billy. Okay. 
Thanks. I, I promised Miss I wouldn't do this. I think I'm going. I'm going to a Kansas City Royals game next Tuesday, so maybe there'll be soundboard Steve. Who are they playing? Royals. Who are they playing? The hundred third. I don't know. What are you? <laughs> you know, we'll never be Royals. Hey, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, don't forget to tune in every week to listen to this fucking drivel. Um, so uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore rivals. Facebook. If you listen, if you listen to this podcast, just kill yourself. Just, <laughs> just kill yourself. YouTube friends and rivals podcast. When you're on the, on the YouTube, click comment and share, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, Apple's podcast, Spotify, uh, wherever you get them. Um, don't forget to give us a rating and, and maybe even give us a review because it probably will help our show out a lot. I'm not sure if anybody has done that, but kudos to you if you did. And that one guy in India, thanks for listening, pal. Billy, sing us out. Who wants it next?